0: We now know what happened to Jacob Wetterling, but the whereabouts of dozens of other Minnesota children still remain a mystery. 19-year-old Susan Swedell disappeared from Lake Elmo 29 years ago this week.
1: This has never been a closed case.
0: It's been a nightmare.
1: It was a snowy night, only about a 15-minute ride.
0: It's like she fell off the face of the earth.
1: There there isn't a day that goes by that that they don't think about Susan. I,
0: I think in Susan's case, somebody knows something. Welcome to the Still Missing Podcast. I'm your host, Kareth Annert.
2: I I remember her as uh, petite, beautiful, inside and out. Um, She was very artistic, inclined uh, to uh, write poetry. She was was very good at scrapbooking before scrapbooking was a big thing. Uh, So she was... Kind of coming into herself as uh, a as, as a writer and a, a an artist as as far as being able to draw and put things together. Uh, it was uh, she she was also very soft spoken. Did not did not uh, like conflict at all, which is part of what uh, what made this a, such a difficult situation because she was in a as she was coming into herself, she was coming into uh, some conflicts with her family, with uh, with me, with friends, uh, old and new, and so she was kind of torn between the the soft spoken, avoiding conflict, Sue, and the in the I want to fight for my feelings and my thoughts and, and my visions, Sue. So she was, you know, sweet kind, very, uh, and very artistic.
0: Meet Susan's boyfriend at the time. He was happy to speak with me, heartfelt, and spoke in adoration of her. I have been referring to him as the ex-boyfriend in previous episodes, because that was the information that I had at the time. However, he did correct me and said that he was dating Susan at the time. He indicated that, due to normal teenage life and relationship circumstances, their relationship had been on and off. They had began dating nine months prior to her disappearance, which would put them beginning to date in roughly May or June of 1987. I asked him about his favorite memories of Susan, and this is what he shared.
2: A lot of memories that were associated with like music and driving around in the car, uh, which which at that point in time in, in our lives, our, our best aerial systems were in our vehicles, so if as CDs were becoming available and such, we had uh, CD players in our vehicles, but not necessarily in our homes yet. And so we spent a lot of time just uh, cruising around uh, through River Falls, Wisconsin at first, uh, where she was going to school. Both of our families have uh, places up uh, on Mille Lacs Lake, which is about 100 miles north of the Twin Cities. So we would go between our cabins and our houses and um, and and we would go just a lot of cruising a lot of a lot of um music and the the one thing that uh, the question did uh go through my head is uh the the movie dirty dancing had uh made a pretty big impact on her after she saw that movie all she all she ever wanted to do was dance 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 so we spent a lot of time uh, Finding little clubs that we could both go to and uh, and just dancing around the house, but almost always to music.
3: What do you remember about January nineteenth, nineteen eighty (laughs) eight? Yeah,
2: it's one of those things where uh, it it doesn't uh, it doesn't leave your mind. Uh, It was a very very snowy evening. As a matter of fact, we were supposed to. One of the things I still struggle with today is that we were supposed to get together that night. We had plans. I was going to pick her up from work, but we had uh somewhere between nine and twelve inches of snow. We were in the middle of some sort of a blizzard, actually I think it was a full fledged blizzard and uh so we had actually spoken that evening and and cancelled our plans to go out and i uh and I remember the last thing that i that we had talked about was that uh, we'll talk later once you get home." And that call never came. And then there was a couple of phone calls from to, to her family or to her house where I was trying to find out if she had gotten there yet. And uh, I think eventually at about midnight, one o'clock, I, I got into my car and went through the blizzard and, and, and went up to her to her house and to be with her family as we were trying to figure out what was going on here. Which was a, just after the car was found. Basically, that that car being found made me need to be there, and so we, we we spent that evening with her family and myself trying to trying to put the pieces together and figure out what was going on as, as things were starting to come together. Um, but yeah, the snow was the most memorable part of that uh, of that day.
3: So at that time. Did you
2: sense that something was wrong? Yeah, I mean it was. I mean we we knew when we found the car that something was wrong. The uh, if I remember correctly, the this is a long time ago. I'm trying to I'm trying to get the proper order of events uh, through my mind. But if I remember correctly, the gas station was closed at the point in time that they that they found the car. Uh, So they didn't have any answers. So we were kind of going by the premise that the car had broken down and that she had tried to walk home. And so we were focusing a lot of attention, uh, trying to figure out, you know, was she, was she stuck in a, was she in a ditch somewhere or in one of the fields between the, it's it's not very far. It's only about a half a mile, but in a blizzard, that's a long, that could be a long ways and you can get very disoriented. And so we were kind of focusing, uh, trying to figure that out. Um, but once again, very harsh conditions, couldn't do it ourselves. The next day, I know that they interviewed the, uh, the gas station attendant and found out that she had actually gotten into a vehicle with another person who had offered her a ride. Uh, so that changed how we were proceeding forward from there. But, but yeah, that was, that was kind of a, a, uh, a, a, a tough a, a, you know tough coming to terms with with the fact that you know it wasn't a it wasn't just looking for somebody walking a pedestrian, but now you're you're kind of trying to figure out what happened with good or bad intent.
0: There are a number of things that struck me in this interview, but one of them was the theme of music that Susan had developed a love to dance at that time in her life, that she had been influenced by footloose. Because I had been thinking in my head to this point that music and dancing was something that came up very recently in her life, in the winter, near the Christmas season of 1987, when she attended the Bumpers Club. But it sounds like my assumptions were wrong and that she had been going to teen dance clubs throughout the summer.
2: Long story short, she was was 19, really... At a point in her, at a point in her life where she was looking for, you know, the the permanent sort of relationship, I was 16, going to school 30 miles away, um, active in sports and extracurricular activities. Uh, I actually um, just recovered from knee surgery at the point in time that uh, she disappeared um, due to a football injury. And my family had bought a business up on milox lake which is about 100 miles north of the city so i was being pulled that direction on the weekend so our time um went from where we were together every day to where we were seeing each other maybe a couple times a week and and that was really difficult on her uh she she would come and hang out in the cities uh but it A lot of times my schedule just wasn't permitting me to to spend a lot of time with her, especially the weekends where she was not working and and kind of bored and, and uh, I was being pulled to the family business up in, up in Wax Lake. So there was, there was, there was tensions in the relationship due to the kind of logistics. And I, I, you know, I, I got a feeling that's when, that's when she started to, To think about things outside of the relationship and such. This was, this was, I think, what our Achilles heel was in the relationship. It was, it was a very mature relationship for a 16 year old for myself, but it, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't my first rodeo. So (laughs) I, I could handle the mature relationship. The, the, the issue was that it was just, Proximity, um, being able to spend time together—it was—it was really tough on her at the time. It was one of those conflicts that she was coming up against, um, as I kind of mentioned in the in the first part of the conversation. Here is she was going from she was she was coming into her own. She was really figuring out who she was, and 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 a lot of those places of figuring out who she was. It didn't necessarily mean that I was the best fit. So so we were. We were struggling with that a little bit, but but you know I, I just want to say not in, a, not in a not in a not in a not in an angry sort of way, more of a more in a, in a friendly sort of way. We, despite when we were broke up or together, we were still very good friends.
3: Sure, and a lot of what you're saying sounds to me like normal teenage relationships and struggles that you go through at that time. It sounded like. Do you recall any details about any of the new men that she had started dating?
2: All my details came after the fact. So all, all I know is that there there was one guy, my age, just a little bit just a little bit older, and then there was this this, this person of suspect, this person of interest. Um, trying to remember, gosh, they had given him a name. I don't remember his name, but this is the person who, uh, was identified as the car, as the vehicle she'd gotten in with and, uh, and an older gentleman, but, uh, I'm trying to recall here, this is the kind of stuff that, that didn't stick in the, in the, in the brain very well. Um, but I remember meeting this guy and, and just typical, you know, typical late high school boy, um. Not much, not much different than myself. Um, a little closer proximity to her, but I, I never did meet the uh, the person of interest that she, uh, that she uh, disappeared with that night.
0: What I keep trying to remember is what it's like to be a teenage girl, a 19 year old teenage girl who took a year off from college after the summer of 1987. Also, I did contact the University of River Falls archives department regarding Susan's enrollment and they did confirm that she attended fall of 1986 to spring of 1987. Per their record retention policies, they do not have archive records of who her roommate was at the time. And unfortunately, though she had indicated plans of what she wanted to study to her family and friends, officially, like most freshmen, her major was undeclared. So they indicated that it is too difficult for them to tell which campus organizations and events she may have taken part in for them to pull proper records
3: how has this affected you over the
2: years (laughs) you don't really get over it um i do uh i do carry a lot of guilt with me on the fact that i was supposed to see her that night that you know you get that you get that that guilt feeling that somehow i could have been there to prevent all this um at that point in time, I I, I I I just feel that had that snowstorm not occurred, this event probably would not have occurred. I would have been there. We would have we would have been together that night. Um, don't know if we would have been together, boyfriend girlfriend forever, but but it definitely would have changed uh, this disappearance. Um, I know that it's it, it's it's been even more dramatic for her family. I knew her for nine months. Uh, She was a remarkable woman, but her family um, is not beyond it. They they have not been able to move on. I know that they're very um, involved with um, like the Patty Waterling um, Foundation and such, and and people of similar sorts of uh, experiences, and and, that they've really struggled to to move on with their life since. Um, for me, I've been able to move on with my life, just kind of under the understanding that you know one of two things occurred um she either got in over her head and got in with some bad people and 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 and, and or because of the place she was in life and and the things that were in front of her at the time that she was not. Um, dealing very well with, she decided to change her life, and uh and yeah, I, I keep there's this part of me that keeps hoping she she had a boyfriend before me that was from Japan he was a foreign exchange student some part of me just hopes that she that she decided she had enough of her current life and moved to Japan and has a uh, happy family of her own over there. Um, but, but we'll never, you know, at this point in time, we don't know. Um, one of the issues with being such a cold case is nobody ever talks about it. Um, you know, she could be out there and all she needs to do is contact her family and let them know, you know what, I'm okay. I don't have any intention to, to, to be part of the family anymore, but um, I just want you to all know I'm okay.
0: Since the first day I read about Susan's case, I never gave much credence to the idea that she had ran away. But this is also not the first time that I've heard of the idea. I've seen lots of theories and received messages about people who completely consider it a possibility. Yes, I do think it is a little far-fetched to think that during a blizzard at night that she decided to run away to Japan. But I also understand that her boyfriend and those close to her I've had many, many years to try to make sense of this tragedy, and that just the way I can come up with a million theories about what happened, they too can come up with tons of explanations based on how they knew Susan. But then I hear her sister Christine's voice in my head, saying that it wasn't a part of who Susan was to do something like that, how close they were, and how much Susan loved her family. What do you think? Are there possible reasons that she could have ran away? Should we be considering this as something plausible?
2: A few months ago, I, I was going through Stillwater. Um, I was helping a, a family member move in Somerset. and went through Stillwater and my brother and I stopped and ate in Stillwater. And it was a place that Sue and I had been to before. And all of a sudden, I, I kind of, it was like I saw a ghost. I just uh, turned white and started getting very emotional. Um, so there's certain sort of things that can trigger. Um, I do not go into that area very often. Fortunately, my life has taken me away from that side of town and, and really that's I don't, I don't live in that state often anymore. I've lived out of the state more than I've lived in the state since that time. Um, you never get over it. There's always something in you that you see somebody that looks somewhat similar to the way you pictured as you should look today and you you look twice and. And, and, and you, you and, and me personally, I think about it, um, not every day, but on, on great occasion. Um, she's, she was a member of my family in some ways too. You know, we got these family pictures and stuff that we look at, uh, every holiday and, uh, some of the pictures actually have her in it and it's like, Oh, <laughs> jolt of, of, of the feelings. Um, but, uh. But yeah, it, it, you take it with you. you. You never, you never get over it um, entirely. It, it, it follows you through life. It follows you through your experiences and your and your fears. Um, you, you fear every relationship could have that instant ending um, beyond your control. You try to take control of everything you can and keep the people who are close to you close. Um, but I'll tell you this that I will tread through a snowstorm now to get to somebody if they uh if they if they ask for me to be there. Um <laughs> that's probably something I wouldn't have done before that um night, but uh but yeah, there's no there's no snowstorms or ice storms that uh that can hamper me from um being there for my family or friends anymore. through It is probably the hardest part of, of this for me, um, and just the lack of closure. Not not being able to, to to close a chapter because there's just too many questions, too many variables, and and and, and even knowing everything we know now, there's just too, there, there, there's there's too many things that we don't know, and we we can only make assumptions on well oh, it could have been this or it could have been that, but but this this thing looks so possible in many different directions. She could have been she could have run away. Um there's there's a lot of things point that point that, that that actually was the case. But did she run away?
3: What things in your mind um point to the runaway scenario? Um <sighs> the the person she was with, uh I know
2: that uh there there's been some reports of uh of her being back at the house after that. Um her uh, I remember that uh that a couple days after um when nobody was home that some things had been gone through in her room. Um, there was there was a theft at my mother's house which is where I was living at the time. Um and the things that were taken were bedding and like living things you would need them to, to live. Um, there, it, what there wasn't, it wasn't jewelry and and electronics at that point in time, electronics really were bulky, but, um, it, it just, there was a lot of things that occurred that kind of, that kind of showed that this was intended be that way um as a runaway it's a lot of, a lot of things in proximity of the timing um in, in different areas that that pointed that out that I, I do believe that it was probably and, and also knowing what was what was her in her head at the time um how much she was struggling with her family how much I how much she was struggling with me um not being able to give her what she needed um as far as time and, and attention, the, and, and not wanting to confront those things. I know she was also having issues on her father's side. Um, her mother and father were separated at the time, and, 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 and I know that, uh, her relationship with her father was becoming very, uh, very strained as well. It was just a very, very tough time for her as she was coming, as she was figuring out who she was and coming into her own, really. And, and, and she, I, I, I can, I could see that, I could see that as definitely being one of the options that she would, that, that, that she would choose, um, in order to avoid more con, more conflict, more confrontation. Uh, she had it on all ends. Uh, but regardless if it was a runaway or if it was this, I'm trying to remember his name yet, taking advantage of a horrible situation and I don't know for i i don't i don't believe people are inclined to kill people um that that that's an anomaly it's a rarity and she didn't it, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing where this person who had been seen had had some knowledge of, of his existence would have, would have ever taken it to that point, um, without some sort of, with some catalyst taking that beyond the intended situation. But I could see her running away. I could see her running away with this guy, um, with the thing, with the thought that things were going to get better and things not getting better, um, things turning south. I could see that, but I, I, with everything in me, the, the, the initial intent to me seems to be that I think she was choosing to separate from some parts of her existence, which, which at that point in time may have included me. But we, I mean, even just a couple of weeks prior to that, as a matter of fact, at the time of the disappearance, they hadn't, she hadn't even um, had those available yet. We, we, she had a photo shoot. Um, so she had pictures taken of her and she invited me and she wanted pictures of us. Um, and this was, you know, just like a week or two weeks. I don't even think it was two weeks. It was probably within the week of the time she disappeared. Um, so it, it, in a strange way, she, she, she seemed to be trying to keep a memory, I guess is the best way to put it. Hmm. Um, but at the point in time of the disappearance, those things still hadn't been developed yet. I think, this, I think, uh, I think her mother and sister picked those pictures up about a week or a few days later.
3: Did it seem unusual to you that she had a photo shoot? No, no,
2: not really. Um, it was in, it was just I, th- I felt flattered that she wanted me to be a part of it. Um, but, uh. No, it it didn't seem unusual. Uh, She was, I mean, the last time she had photos before that was a couple years prior, the senior photos. Um, She, at that point in time, probably didn't have any current pictures. It's not like the current age where we have digital cameras and and all that. We can take a bunch of pictures of ourselves. Um, Really, the only way to have good pictures of yourselves back then was to either have a really good camera or go go to a, a photography studio. So it didn't seem that unusual especially considering you know where she was in career and school and in life in general um to want to want to have some some memories. Um the only thing that seemed unusual was uh was was having it, it didn't seem unusual to me at the time. It seems unusual to me now is is having me in those photos with her um, when all this other stuff was going on in our relationship.
3: So it sounds to me that in your mind and based on the way that you knew her, you feel it is a complete possibility that she could have ran away. Yes.
2: We were on again, off again. Um, and my cousin, um, who my first cousin, they were, they were pretty good friends. As a matter of fact, they had talked that day too. And so, yeah, we, uh, she was, she was, she was, she was part of the, she was part of the family, um, at that point in time. I mean, there were obviously pressures from parents, um, about a 16 year old dating a 19 year old and, and, you know, the maturity of a relationship for a 16-year-old, um, but she was getting pressure from her side as well, you know, dating somebody so young. Um, nowadays, you know, at the age of 46, if I dated a 49-year-old or a 50-year-old, nobody would balk, right? <laughs> it's all relevant. But back then, that was uh, that was a pretty big age gap. Um, so there was a lot of pressure um, from the parent- parental side, but really from the cousins, and um, there, there there was an acceptance. She was part of the family already. They loved her.
3: And what do you make of the information that she had told your cousin about how she was going to meet with someone else? Do you think it was a matter of timing that she just changed different plans? Um, you know...
2: It's a good question. I hadn't processed it. I was I, at that point in time. I wasn't actually privy to the information either. Like I said, in, in our relationship, we were struggling, and 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 we realized that we were struggling. I, I realized that. I mean, the reason for our for our breakups was not fighting. It was. It was I can't give you what you need. Um, I can't I can't be there all the time. I I have school. I have sports. I have my family's business. But it wasn't that we didn't care. It wasn't that we were having we were having uh, caring issues or or hostility issues, uh, fighting issues. It was it was just uh, <laughs> couldn't provide her what she needed and and she was looking for her at at that point. So I I, I I can see her going elsewhere for that, especially as she was starting to figure out that she was talented and beautiful and smart. Um I think when we started dating she didn't realize how how terrific she was. I knew it right away. But I think as our relationship progressed, her confidence in herself progressed. And I think at a point in time, she was like trying to find something to fit her a little bit better than what, than what I was. So I wouldn't blame her. As a matter of fact, had we discussed it, she probably would have had the okay to to go ahead and date other people. But, uh, but I wasn't privy to the information that that was occurring at the time. So it, it doesn't surprise me. My cousin was her friend as well as my cousin and my friend so she wasn't the type of person and this is this is why it's so odd she wasn't the type of person to have secrets and to and to uh and to be making plans without other people knowing and, and such is the case of her talking to my cousin about seeing somebody else
0: Susan's boyfriend was very generous in his time with me and one of the things that I appreciated most about our conversation Was that we begin to see an expanded picture of Susan. We learn that she liked scrapbooking and dancing and driving around in the car listening to music. She's becoming much more real to those of us who never knew her. And she does appear to have some conflicting or competing interests at the time. She was going dancing, had a boyfriend who she wanted to get married to, but had racked up a large bill in the chat lines and was possibly also dating the bumpers guy and the elusive stripper. I wonder most days. Whether this is a case of our ability, or rather inability, to remember things, in combination with the complex nature of being a human being. We can be one way with one person and another way with another person. We expose different people to different sides of who we are. Some might say this about the runaway theory, that just because it didn't seem like she would doesn't mean that she didn't. But it is also possible that the lack of interviews done initially could be caused the difficulty of connecting these descriptions of Susan. And that we just haven't pulled it all together yet. Yes, there is, of course, a solid chance we never will. The odds are not in our favor. Time is not on our side. But you already know what I think. There is an opportunity that we still can. And there has never been a better time for Susan's case, which is actively under investigation by the Washington County Sheriff Office's Cold Case Unit. I spoke with Sheriff Dan Starry a few weeks ago, and here are some of what he had to say. So since you were appointed sheriff, what changes have you made within the sheriff's office to help re-energize cases like Susan's?
1: Well, I think the, uh, the priority when I took over was to make sure that Susan's case was a priority. And so when we're looking at uh, specifically Susan's case, we made sure to uh, draw in experts uh, uh, from not only our Sheriff's Office, but from other agencies as well, that uh, will assist us going forward. So we brought in uh, our partners from the County Attorney's Office and also the Minnesota BCA. And so what we're doing is we're relooking at this case, specifically this case, and just making sure that we go through everything uh, from, from day one up until now. And then how do we go about it differently? Because what we've done in the past hasn't worked, and so it's really bringing a new set of eyes uh, to the case. So.
0: What is the Washington County Sheriff Office's stance on cold cases? What approach is taken with them?
1: Well, my my stance is that we're going to do whatever we can do to solve them, and uh, they're they're open cases, and we want we got to make sure that. Uh, with the technology with all the advancements in science uh, information that's out there readily at our fingertips that we relook at all of these cases to make sure that we're not missing anything but the ultimate goal no matter what is to solve them
0: if you know anything about what happened to Susan Swedell or anything that could be relevant please speak up and contact the Washington County Sheriff Department's tip line at 651 651- 430-7850. Additionally, please help get Susan's story out there by going to facebook.com slash still missing podcast and share the post with Susan's photo in it. Next time on still missing.
3: Anytime he takes somebody abducts somebody, one of his big things was to make sure that there was no identification that they had that they could possibly leave in his vehicle.
0: Thank you for listening to still missing. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you have suggestions for how to make the podcast better, please email us at hello at stillmissingpodcast.com.